0: Welcome to Local Ventures, a podcast where you get an inside look into local businesses in the greater Boston area with financial advisor, Ariel D'Angelo. Ariel sits down with local entrepreneurs and professionals to discuss their businesses, what's worked, what hasn't, and how they made it happen, and their favorite local spots. And now, here's your host, Ariel
1: D'Angelo. Today, I would like to introduce you to Colleen Greco. Colleen is a remarkable individual whose middle name might as well be Joy. Well, technically it's Joyce, but let's just go with it. Colleen's journey has been one of profound transformation. Once plagued by self-defeating thoughts that haunted her for over four decades, she then embarked on a journey of self-discovery, spiritual exploration, and personal crisis. Through these experiences, she discovered the unimaginable power of joy in her own life. Today, Colleen is a joyologist, embodying the qualities of compassion, empathy, and bold authenticity. She offers mindset nutrition coaching along with personal training, specifically designed for those feeling stuck and longing to reclaim joy in their own lives. As a motivational speaker, she travels the globe, working with individuals and corporations, sharing her unique SNAP method to help people reclaim their joy, Join us as we delve into Colleen's inspiring story and learn how we too can reclaim joy in our own lives. Good morning, Colleen Greco. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I was really I feel like our timing couldn't be more perfect having you on right before, you know, Hot Girl Summer kicks off. <laughs> um But um, while we're letting everybody settle in, why don't you jump right in and just tell us a little bit about what is a joyologist exactly?
0: Oh, one of my favorite questions. Okay. So um, I won't get into, at least yet, um, kind of how I started becoming a, a nutrition coach. But as I was looking at all the different pieces of what I do, I felt like there should be some sort of almost like an umbrella term. Over the things that I do that encapsulate what I do, because they are related, but they do seem like they're separate topics. And so I was on the phone with one of my friends out in a walk, as I have told the story before. And I said, I just feel like, I don't know, like I came up with these different terms. And I, I said, This joyologist is what keeps coming to mind. And she's like, I love it. That's awesome. That's what you should do. And, um, and so that I I went with it. I loved it too because everything I'm about is joy. It's it's like the foundation of everything I do. It's like from my social media feed, if it's not bringing me joy, I unfollow it or block it or don't follow it in the first place. Um, the things that I do. So I I left my corporate job because I wasn't happy. Like it wasn't it wasn't enough to just be able to pay the bills. It was, I am not getting any personal satisfaction, um, and, in, in feeling fulfilled like I used to. And I really needed to pay attention to that. Um, and so I stopped. <laughs> and so everything I do centers on joy. And, uh, so that's where joyologist was born. And it's really the, like, I guess the art and the practice of, um, making conscious choices that, deliver joy to my life, including all, all my relationships.
1: I love that. And I will say, you know, even from the first day that I met you, it, it just radiates off of you. You are, you are a wall of joy and you can just tell from your energy that you just have this positive light and just, you can't help but be around Colleen and have a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. So tell us a little bit about how you went from that transition of corporate life into business owner. Great question. So um, I'll preface this
0: by saying I never necessarily had a weight problem growing up. I mean, we all think there's a few pounds to lose, right? But if you look back at the pictures, you're like, you didn't really have a problem. Um, But I, about five years ago, our family uh, dealt with a trauma in our house with one of our kids. And it was one of those things that just brought me to my knees. It just pulled all the oxygen out of my lungs and just broke me. Um, And so, as many people do, they eat and drink their way up to alarmingly high rates of weight. And in my case, it was weights that I hadn't seen since my pregnancies. And, you know, at that point, there was a good excuse for it. I was pregnant, (laughs) Um, but I saw that picture and said, Oh, geez, I had no idea. That's what I look like. And, you know, trying to help my son realizing I don't, I'm not quite right myself. I can't be the best version of myself and support him. So I've got to fix this right away. And so I made a lot of changes. Um, I hired a nutrition coach, um, and started to really, uh, lose the weight about halfway through maybe two-thirds of the way through that journey i started to realize i don't know that i feel as happy as i should feel because we all know as you lose the weight that's exciting and then you know you get closer to your goal that's exciting but i don't feel like i could run a marathon or i you know i wake up with all kinds of energy and uh i look at everything through a different lens i wasn't there so i I talked to my coach and said, "How do how do we work together to make sure I never get back to that weight that I was at? Like don't you want to know what drove me there in the first place so we can develop strategies together to never go back?" And he told me he wasn't my therapist. Right. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, so there's like licensed mental health professional over here, and then way on the other side is zero support. Like there's a big spectrum there. There's a lot of room in between where I think I can do this better than you. So I started going into, um, attaining my certifications and really doing a lot, a ton of research and reading. And as the, as I kind of hit my goal weight, I started to realize there was so much about the journey that was emotional and mental that nobody talks about. I feel like it's always about, you know, what's your secret? How'd you lose the weight? And It's like, it isn't a secret. You have to deal with your issues. So I developed the snap method. And that was the, the thing that helped me to make that massive mindset shift in order to not run to the pantry when a trigger came my way. Um, and I started coaching on the side. Um, long way of getting to your question. I started coaching on the side and as I still worked my full-time job and I felt like I can really help these people. They are making significant changes in their life. And it's all because I have walked that walk and talked that talk. Um, And so I just started, you know, picking up more clients and evaluating, you know, what I want out of a out of a work day and realized that that wasn't it. And so I decided to go full time.
1: That's amazing and I will say I think that's it's it's so true like so many things in life the outcome it starts with your mindset. Like if you look at anything whether it's your relationships, it's your career, it's your health, it's your wealth, it's something that You know, we address with our clients on the finance side, like we will sit down and have a conversation. And yes, of course, to your point, like there is a fine line between your professional ability and a mental health professional's ability. And I think knowing where that line is, is really important. But there's a lot to fill on the other side that is in your wheelhouse. And if you're not addressing it, and if you're not having those conversations, then what really makes you any difference from, you know, the class, the doctor analogy where they're just, they're giving a prescription to treat a symptom and you're not actually getting to the root cause of solving the issue. And I think that it's so important and it's such a massive differentiator about what sets your business apart. Um, and I think that it's something that people need to really take a fo- take a, a look at and why these, uh, you know, quick hit diets don't work and, um, what is making you run back to the pantry? So if you can give us a little bit of insight into the SNAP method and how you how you got there yourself and coming up with it, and then how you helped to coach others on it.
0: Yeah, I would love to. So the SNAP method is a methodology that I developed as I was nearing the end of my, um, my weight loss journey. And it was all about redirecting my response to triggers. So we all have them. There are all these stories that are on repeat. Um, and that is largely due to the training that you have provided the ego so you know back in high school there was the id the ego and the super ego the ego is the thing that is designed to protect you so you know you go into the kitchen and the burner is like super red and hot and something tells you not to touch it that's the ego but the ego can also keep you stuck so the ego when that trigger pops up can tell you you're not good enough You're not smart enough. You're not whatever your story is, right? Fill in the blank. Um, Because that is what you've trained the ego to do. One of my biggest stories is that I was fat. I was 10 years old. There was no, it was like nothing fat about me. Um, But somebody had called me fat and I had that story on repeat for 34 years. So the first time I ever wore a bikini, I was 44 right insane. <laughs> insane insane and
1: listening um you can't see how gorgeous Colleen is but you'll have to go on her Instagram at uh, Colleen Greco and and see how fit she is and to know how she uh, that is.
0: Thank you well yeah and and especially at 10 I was five foot seven and maybe like 80 pounds I mean I was like nothing just really athletic and healthy I guess but um it didn't matter to me, I, I can't believe anybody close to me would call me that. And I applied meaning to what honestly was just words. I mean, she could have called me purple and I I can choose to take offense to that or not. Um, so trying to reprogram my brain to when I look at myself, say, I'm not fat. Let's look at the facts. Um, so this is how the SNAP method was born. So I'll get to the point, which is S stands for stop. So when that trigger comes up, you know, that you're fat or you're not good enough or whatever it is, you know, for for your listeners out there, um, you don't do anything. You don't try to control it. You don't try to push it away. You just simply stop. You don't allow it to repeat either. Um, And you quickly move to notice, which is the N. Um, Notice is about, you know, pulling your journal out and writing down, really documenting what's going on as this trigger is taking place? Like what was the the phrase that somebody used or what was the thing that happened that caused the trigger to arise? Uh, maybe you got some bad news or you saw somebody that reminded you of something, but you've also experienced physical triggers. So your heart is racing, your hands start to sweat, you know, you, you kind of like lose your breath. Um, so write down everything that's going on and try to do it without judgment. Just Report the facts as you see it. Um, A stands for accept. So accept the fact that the trigger is here. Again, we don't want to deny it or anything. Um, But also don't analyze what you've just written. Because although the reality is a fair amount of what you've written probably isn't the truth, they're not facts. It's the way that you see it. And that's going to be Important as we move into P, which is practice gratitude. We thank the trigger for coming because it's your body's way of saying that you haven't done that work yet in that area. And so when you go back to your journal and you start to read, you know, maybe a couple of days have gone by, kind of cooled off. um, You start to read your entries, you're like, wow, Ariel wasn't that bad. Like she's not always mean to me. Like, I don't know why I got so offended by what she said. Maybe she was having a bad day. Like you start to look at it differently and have almost like a bird's eye view of the situation. And you start to like apply some grace and you say, you know, what is it about this situation that has me so upset? And you can start to really journal that because the power of the pen is undeniable. The pen, for whatever reason it it gets you to the truth faster than any other technique i think i've ever tried in my life i've gotten to forgiveness in a matter of a couple of pages for things i never thought i could forgive people for um simply because the pen yielded the truth when i wasn't able to see it and that's why i believe so, you know journaling is so powerful um and i think it really helps like i said to to do the work and get you to that point of retiring that story or redefining it. And I'll just say this last point and then take a breath. Um, That I think the most empowering part of this entire journey is really around the fact that you told yourself these things and you made those food choices that maybe got you up to that higher weight, which means you can undo all of that. And so it's like, wow, all the tools are within me. So why don't I just get started and create the life I want to live?
1: That is real. That really is powerful, too. I mean, you are in the driver's seat when it comes to these things, as difficult as it may be sometimes. Um, and I think that it is something you need to really, like, just take a moment and take some accountability, have some integrity, roll up your sleeves and kind of get to work on Um And I think that, you know, you I I couldn't agree more about the power of the pen. I mean, that is something that I had a um, wonderfully traumatic childhood, as I'm sure most people have. And I will say that I wrote a lot and that helped me incredibly. Um, And even, too, um, when I was recovering from my accident, I mean, that helped. It helped me a lot. dealing with the emotional side of it. And I'll say both sides of the pen, both um, reading a lot and also writing um, helped helped for sure. So I couldn't agree more. And I think that it it's such a place you can get completely undressed with yourself um, and no one has to know, nobody has to read it. And um, I just, I couldn't agree more. that's so, so powerful and such an easy tool that people just don't, you have to take the time, the first S, Stop. You have to. You really do have to stop yourself in that moment, and not push it down, not push it aside, and and go head on into the into that uh, process in the moment. I think it's the most powerful. To your point, what's yeah. one of the um, biggest accomplishments that you've had in your business to date? Oh well.
0: Um, so one of the things I really focus on is when I'm doing sort of the intake, I'm having the initial conversation with somebody, I do ask them their current weight and their goal weight. Um, But that's really just for context. So somebody, you know, throws out a number and I, you know, kind of have an understanding, oh, are we trying to be a size two, you know, bikini model? Or are we just trying to fit into the next pant size down and, you know, be a comfortable eight or whatever, um, or 12. And so it, again, it just gives me context. But I'm so proud of the way that I coach because I get people to really quickly move away from the number and move towards how they feel. So I have, I had this, this woman, um, well, I could use her first name, uh, Sue, who I would say three or four weeks in started to say that she was beautiful. I mean, I'm bawling. I'm like, yeah, it's, you're beautiful. It's amazing. Right. And I am just so proud of it. Like, you know, as a woman, that is so hard to learn and master self-love. And I didn't even have to get her there. I normally do, but she got herself there. Um, and she, she was one that I had um, coached to get off of her um, her medication for type 2 diabetes. I have another client who um, is off of uh, her CPAP machine. She is or was anchoring on that, or teetering on the type two diabetes spectrum, I guess, but never got there. Thankfully, um, I'm actively coaching her. She's down fifty eight pounds. She's down fourteen inches in her waist. I mean, that's when you put that measuring tape around, you're like, there, there, another person could fit in there. That's insane. <laughs> it's it's so rewarding, and they're like, I'm so proud. And when people say they're proud of themselves, I just melt. That's why I do this. I don't care what you want to look like as long as you're happy. Yeah. And when they're happy and they are, you know, feel like they have a new lease on life, their their options are limitless. And they feel that. They feel like they can, you know, conquer the world.
1: It's so true. And it's so um I think to your point earlier, it's not just about the immediate numbers coming off because it's about sustainability yeah. and if you're not hitting sustainability then it's uh you know card house <laughs> yeah yeah exactly
0: well and you know some people will say well just give me a meal plan I just want to like check the boxes I'm like if I give you a meal plan it's going to be cute for about five minutes and then you hate <laughs> me and you're going to quit so we're not doing that we are eating the way you want to eat right because the way I eat might be completely different. I have a vegan that I'm coaching. I have another woman who's part-time vegan, so like depending on the day she has to fast and so I mean like that's not how I eat. And so I'm not going to push that on you. Um and so I want it to feel as natural as possible. My son during the pandemic um put on some weight and decided he wanted to take it off and so I I will only coach children if they talk about it in the right ways so it's about like feeling better feeling healthier and stronger not I don't like if they use terms like fat and overweight I'm like nope I don't want to go there I want it to be like this self-love journey um and he used the right terminology so I coached him to lose 35 pounds um but he I forget where I was going with this because I'm so when I start talking about him and his journey I get too proud <laughs> But, but I mean, it's, it's all about like the art of the possible and we lose that number really quickly. And a lot of times I'll save it and, you know, in in my documentation and in the back of my head and I'll say, Ariel, you already passed that number. Do you know that? And people are like, I did? Like you did look at you, but we're not focused on it anymore and you feel amazing. And now it's time to teach you how to keep it off. And that's another thing that's different is that there are many plans, if you can call them that, um, or coaches that just help you take the weight off. But now it's time to go back to your own life and the coach isn't there. How are you keeping that weight off? What education did you walk away with to make sure that you can do this for yourself? Do
1: you, uh, and when you're typically engaging with a client and what is the, what does the relationship look like? How often are you meeting? Are you meeting in Zoom? Are you meeting on person? Is it just the meals? Is it the workouts, supplements? Yeah.
0: All great questions. Um, so I let the client lead. So if they, I have clients that will text me 15 times a day, that's fine. Um, I believe the more they text, the more they learn. I like it better in like a text or an email because they can refer back to it. So I like the the written for that reason. Um we can do Zooms. A lot of them don't want to because they have, you know, a Zoom-filled day as it is. Um, but we do weekly check-ins via email again because I want that written piece, but we we have unlimited phone text or or email outside of the general check-ins. Um I have, you know, three and six month packages and some Say, oh, I just want to do three months and try it out, and then they'll renew like five times. Um, others will say, nope, I I can't be trusted. I want to do six months. I really need to dig in and do the work and learn, you know, what maintenance is like. And then, you know, if they haven't hit maintenance at that point, or you know, they just don't feel confident enough yet, may renew a couple of times after that too. Um, but yeah, the the meal plans is not sustainable. Um, But I do give them all kinds of options. I could teach them the value of a carb, fat, and protein. So they know why they're consuming carbs. So they don't hate carbs because that's very common in this industry is people shame carbs. Carbs are good. Maybe not all the carbs all the time, but (laughs) they're actually really important for proper brain function and organ function. But people don't understand the value of those things, then they don't, you know, look forward to eating them, and they kind of, um, you know, develop poor eating habits.
1: And fitness or supplements, do you advise oh, yeah. too?
0: This got into my own head. Sorry about that. Um, so fitness. So I I am a personal trainer, and I will provide people um, like workout plans if they're interested in that. But I also say, I really strongly firmly believe physical fitness is for mental health. So if you, you know, get unbelievable joy out of going for a walk with your dog, then do it. And if you get unbelievable joy knitting and you hate working out, then go knit. Like, don't work out to lose the weight. Work out because it brings you joy. Um, The whole purpose of working out Like cardiovascular, that is heart and lungs. So you are taxing your heart and your lungs, you know, for greater capacity, more efficiency. That's why cardio exists. It's to make all that work better. You create fresh, rich red blood cells that shoot straight to your brain and produce serotonin, which is the feel-good hormone. That's why you feel so good after a workout. But if you don't like to work out, like, that just feels like self torture to me. So don't don't do it. I've coached a million clients that—that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. That yeah. have—I I think I've have four that have lost a hundred pounds and they've never worked out. They just don't like it.
1: So is that the new lie? Next time we don't want to do cardio, we just say I'm at capacity. <laughs> Colleen said I didn't have to.
0: <laughs> I love working out. It's good for me. It's my medicine. When I'm on a run, I feel like nobody can reach me. I'm untouchable. I love it. Um, but it's not for everybody. And so I don't want them to, you know, um, resent it or hate <laughs> doing it. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people, as they start to feel better, discover it on their own. I think I might go to the gym and try, like, the elliptical or something. Good. Go for it. That's awesome. Yeah. Supplements. Yeah. Um, Really, the majority of the nutrients you need can be found in food. But I have, um, I have clients that uh, have had their gallbladder removed. Well, they're not making their own bile, right? So we have to replace that because that's what helps to break down fat. Like now, I'm just getting technical, but it should be on ox bile, which is sounds strange, but <laughs> the closest form of bile to human bile, and it allows them to have more fat. And why do you want more fat? Because fat is the transportation vehicle for protein. And protein burns the fat in your body, right? So like, again, knowing the the value of each macronutrient is really important um, because without fat, protein isn't getting to where it needs to go in an efficient and timely manner and sometimes ever. Um, and, you know, they those types of clients really suffer, like their hair gets really thin, their nails get really brittle um, because they tend not to eat a lot of protein, they eat more carbs because they can tolerate that better. So we work with like supplements like oxbile to enable the rest of that to happen. But most other supplements, aside from maybe vitamin D, just aren't necessary, but those of us in New England, we need our vitamin D. <laughs>
1: yes, we definitely do. I will say that is the or one the one cost for our the gorgeous times we have the rest of the year. <laughs> um, and then when it comes to on the business side of things, um, when did you start Joyology? And how has it, how did you grow the business into what it is today? And then what are are kind of your outlook for the future of joyology, joyologists? Yeah,
0: great question. Um, So I started coaching about four years ago. I went full time in February of this year. So that's what month are we in? That's almost June. Um, So (laughs) like, I don't know what date. Um, So it's just been a few months that I've gone full time, um, I I grew very quickly in the beginning um, through social media, but I had to pull back because I just couldn't keep up with my day job, um, and that really did break my heart. Um, now that I'm able to do it full-time, um, it's really through social media, um, great conversations with folks like you, um, through podcasting, but I'm also up-leveling my, um, I guess, my presence to doing more public speaking. So you really want to educate people, um, because sometimes it's timing or affordability. I mean, it's, it's less than $4 a day to work with me. And I always tell people, I think you're more valuable than $4 a day, but I also want to be sensitive to the fact that, you know, maybe you just had a new baby or, you know, you're paying for college, things come up and it may not be the right time. Let me at least, you know, offer these workshops and such to help you get started. So I have been doing things like that to, you know, kind of, I guess, broaden my my reach.
1: Well, I think it's important you say you bring that up because you know one of the exercises we take all of our clients through is always budgeting. You know, we're going to walk through a budget. Where are you spending your money, your money? You know, budget is a diagnostic tool, much like a food journal or something like that, to really go under the hood and see what's happening. And I've had people they're like well, like this is how much I spent on a personal trainer. That's how much my gym membership is or this or that. And I'm, I'm like, absolutely full send. I'm so glad like your health is your wealth. And if you're not, that's one place you will never hear me. peep have one little chirp about how much money you're spending in that category. Um, of course, in proportion with the rest of your lifestyle, but, um, you know, maybe takeout and in concerts, we can talk about if I'm seeing yeah. some digits up in the fours, but, um, you know i i have no i've had people who spend $1000 on health memberships and coaches and gyms and things like that and i'm always in full support of that because it is would you rather i ask people to you know would you rather spend your retirement traveling and playing with your grandkids and going on adventures or would you rather spend it in rehab um dealing with um you know illness illnesses and treatments and rehabs and things like that it's just not You're a hundred percent spot on. I think people have a lot of
0: difficulty, um, prioritizing themselves, women, especially Um, they wish this weren't the case, but for all my Queens out there, they know, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's the greatest investment you'll ever make because you reclaim so much of yourself and didn't realize how much was lost. You know, I, I I'm married. I have kids. I also have two dogs. I don't know why, I'd, like I just kept going with dogs, um, and and they're all great. But with more feet in the house, um, there's more of me that I've got to divide up, and I'm happy to do it. But if I'm depleted, what are they getting as a product, right? And so I I do break down my rate into a daily rate, not that that's what they pay, right? They pay the the lump sum, but I always say like $4 a day, like how much are you spending at Starbucks without even yeah. thinking, right? So I think you're worth that. In fact, I know they are, um, but it's, it's usually fear. And I also say fear, I believe, is a misdiagnosed signal. I actually think it's excitement that you think is fear, but it's fear that keeps people from making the leap. And that is is the part that breaks my heart. I just I I want people um, to see. I'll always show my before and after. I'm like, look at her smile. That was not a smile. That was like a uh, this is fake. Um, <laughs> but now it's real. I feel great, and I want that for everybody in my reach.
1: I love that, and I and you know it's it's funny too. You mentioned that because it is. If somebody needs to tighten their budget, that's usually the first place they go is is their, it's personal care. Mm -hmm. That's the first place they go to start hacking away on the budget um, rather than these, the spend it, the inane spending at Target and Starbucks and, you
0: know. Amazon. Oh, when I add up my Amazon spend every month, I'm like, what was
1: that I ordered? (laughs) (laughs) Why did I get that? (laughs) Um, Noah, that's completely true. Well, um, I do have a couple other questions for you. So um, what is your favorite spot to go for uh, food or drinks in our area?
0: Oh, geez. Um, hmm. Well, I kind so I have a couple of food allergies, so I try to go to like more scratch places. So Union Straw in Fox. No, that's not Foxboro, Mansfield is really good um, because everything is very safe. Um, and then, uh, I can't think of the other place. It's an Upton. It's um, I'm going to forget. I can see it, but I can't think of it. We'll <laughs> go with straw because it, again, like I have to be able to customize. And I, I also think though, I have learned so many tools from people um, or, or from my own experiences that I can teach to people about how to be comfortable saying mm-hmm. what you need and what you want at a restaurant. You ask what's in the food, order it, um, separately. I can go to teppanyaki and I have a soy allergy, right? So like I, they make me clean food that I can eat. Um, and that's, that's really important to me because I do still want to maintain my social life. Um, and so you can have it all. Um, you just have to be comfortable asking for what you want.
1: And then what's another local hidden gem? Um, I know you mentioned you have dogs, whether it's um places to go hike with them, a favorite coffee shop or um playground or anything. Oh, I'm so bad with <laughs> um, okay. me. Too. really I
0: I love like any lake setting um because you know, in the nicer weather, that's when we want to be outside, but that's when the dogs get too hot. And so anything that is like right around a lake or is like, um, um, you know, state park. I love state parks. Um, because you can just kind of get lost and you know there's always cool little, um, like trails that you can hit and people that you run into. Um, so those are my favorite places to take them.
1: Where do you usually go?
0: Oh, I go anywhere. Um, I'll, I'll go up to Hopkinton. I'll go down to, um, to the Mansfield North Attleboro area. I have spent some time in Walpole, um, but I can't think of the name of it. I honestly, I'm so bad with me <laughs> Sorry. I just want to. I just want to prove my point. I am a solid number one Dave Matthews fan, bigger than anybody you know. And I can't tell you 99 of the song titles. <laughs> I remember them. I'm just. Yeah.
1: I'm terrible with names.
0: I'm the same. Lucky way.
1: I haven't called you like Gina yet. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. I literally make up song lyrics all the time. Drives my husband crazy because he knows all of them. He's like, what did you just say? I'm like, no, no, go with it. It works. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine doesn't He's like, that's not even close to what he said. I'm like, 100% what he said. <laughs> um. And then do you have the name of another uh, professional in our area that you'd recommend? As a nutrition coach or in in general, every day? Anyone. Yeah. You know who
0: is quickly becoming um, like one of, one of my buds um, is, have you worked with Mark at Orange Theory at all? No. Okay, let me get. Now that I'm being asked, I can't think of his last name. <laughs> Look at it up. Mark, if you're li- uh, Kaplan, Mark, if you're listening, don't kill me. I forgot your last name. <laughs> Mark Kaplan is the owner of Orange Theory in Walpole and super smart guy. It actually has like a really cool um story. He started his career in like the, the Massachusetts Dental Society. <laughs> the from the, by the way, he has really nice teeth. And I was like, I bet that is like a requirement somehow on the job application. Right. That would be interesting cool to know. But how he went from uh, from that line of work to an orange theory of franchise franchise is really cool. But that is a really cool place and just a great culture, great vibe.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely have to reconnect with Mark and hear his story on here too. And where can listeners find you?
0: Great question. So my Instagram, which you have already plugged, so thank you so much for that, um, is at the Colleen Greco. My name was misspelled when I was born. So it's C-O-L-E-E-N, not two L's, um greco g r e c o um my website is ColleenGreco.com. greco.com i'm on facebook and instagram i mean facebook and linkedin uh i am not on tiktok or twitter so okay.
1: <laughs> and um i have to ask one more question just cuz you've already chatted about it but you've mentioned the power of the pen are do we have a joyologist book in our future oh we sure do <laughs> <laughs> i I have started to write it,
0: but what I haven't done that I need to do is I need to lock a date down because you know, with anything, if you don't have a deadline, you're going to push it out. And I get that question a lot. And I'm like, I have the title. I know what I want to write about. I just haven't, you know, carved out X number of minutes a day to do the writing. And I I do need to do that. So I'll tell you what, by by mid-June, I will lock down a date.
1: You will hear have me circling back to on much anticipation on when that date will be. <laughs> so you're my accountability coach. I love it. Hey, I'm everybody's accountability coach. <laughs> well, Colleen, it was so great having you and um, just listening to your story. I'm so excited about the book coming out and uh, everybody definitely needs to hop on and follow her. If you want some happiness, some joy, a little light in your day, um, definitely checking out her videos and posts are gonna add some of that infusion into your daily cycle. Um, Colleen, thank you so much. And we will see you next time on the Local Ventures Podcast.
0: Ariel, this was fun, thank you.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today on the Local Ventures Podcast. Please don't forget to like and share this podcast with other members of our community and support all of our amazing small businesses. If you have a great experience with a small business that services the towns of Medfield, Dover, Westwood and Walpole, please go to localventurespodcast.com and nominate a business or register your own to be featured. We also have the contact information for Colleen Greco, our joyologist, and our previous guests. Make sure you go and follow us at, on Instagram at localventurespodcast to find out who our next guest will be and for some inspiring quotes. And as always, shop and hire your local businesses first.